This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable, and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer, otherwise does not necessarily constitute an implied endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Tim's Day in the Obvious. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how you recharge your battery moving forward for the day, for the work week, for the month, your personal life, your work life. How do you recharge? And I thought about this episode uh, for a couple of reasons, but one of the reasons is because um, my oldest son, who was off at college, and he came back uh, home for fall break instead of going on a fall vacation with his friends, he wanted to come home, which I was like super proud and happy that he came home. And you know, we were talking and he was, we were talking about, you know, how you recharge your batteries, right? How do you refocus and rebalance uh, your efforts? And he was like, we were talking about uh, clubs, I think it was. Yeah, we were talking about clubs. I was like, well, if you want to know about this club, just walk in the door and be like, hey, who's in charge of this club and how come you're not, you know, put on information or whatever? And he was like, yeah. He was like, that's easy for you to say, dad. You don't, you know, you don't suffer from any like social shyness or social anxiety or anything else like that. And I'm like, well, that's not necessarily true. Like I stress about a lot of things socially just because I am very not an extroverted person. Right. So anytime I have an interaction with somebody, it takes a lot of effort uh, for me to, for a lack of a better word, appear normal. Right. And and what do I mean by that? So as leaders, we have to understand a certain level of self-awareness. And people want to follow a charismatic, genuine leader. And as we develop self-awareness, we need to understand our strengths and our weaknesses. And one weakness that I have, and I've noticed this uh, over, you know, a period of years, is that when it comes to social interactions on on small groups, I do very, very well. But when it comes to large groups like a ball or a social gathering of 50 to 100 plus people, I do not do very well because everyone's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Right. So whereas the, the larger social gatherings, and you're mingling and you're talking and you know, you care what other people have to say and you, you're there to make small talk and network and connect and make a connection with people. But some people are just there just to be there and have a great time. And they really don't care about getting to know you. And so all those little micro interactions, right. is like a deposit for me. It's, it's a deposit into their energy into how they recharge. Right. And, and if you're guessing where I'm going with this, right? I am talking about introversion and extroversion, but in the sense of how you recharge your battery. So with an extrovert, you could be around a lot of people and have a lot of microtransactions, right? And I call these the vampires, right? They're just sucking energy out of everybody. Like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm pulling some energy from you. Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm pulling some energy from you. Oh, hey, there you go. And I'm pulling some energy from you. 
Whereas if you're an introvert, you're constantly making deposits into those people. And it can be tiring after a long time. And if you're a leader, you want to make sure that you put on that confidence, right, that you naturally normally have. But you also want to be able to mingle with people and talk with people and have those small talks interactions because it's important when it comes to meeting new people and making uh, connections and networking. It's important to have those interactions and to get to know people. Whereas if it was a smaller setting of people and it was probably a little quieter environment, then that would energize me because then the conversation would be a little bit deeper, a little bit more meaningful and it would engage me more. Right. So, um, small, frivolous, meaningless talk really doesn't engage me or get me excited or re energizes me at all. Um, and, and I've realized a long time ago is that if I'm going to do something that is going to require a lot of effort as a part of serving in a leadership role, then I am probably going to have to put on some headphones, put on some rock music, or something a little bit heavy, maybe some dance music. Uh, and then when I say dance music, I'm talking like uh, maybe some like techno music or uh, EDM, uh, something a little bit heavy, hard hitting. And then go to the gym for a while. And that alone, where I can get inside my own head, my own thoughts, and focus on one single task whether it be running or rowing or on the elliptical machine or lifting weights and just being able to shut everything else out, that gives me a lot of energy. And I'm able to recharge for the event that I am about to do. Then I go to these events and then you perform, right? And you make your little deposit. You make your deposit. Someone comes over here. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm so-and-so. I'm director so-and-so. What's up? And you're like, oh, hey, how you doing, man? Good to see you. You know? And you're making little deposits and then you get tired, right? And then by the end of that event, if you're an introvert, then you are probably pretty much spent. You put on a really good show uh, that you had tons of energy, but at the same time, what was the cost, right? Now you're extremely tired. So how do you recharge? And so this goes even into the work environment, right? So if you're at your desk and you're working and you're typing and you're doing things, and you're in your tasks, you have those people out there. They just can't stand by themselves. They they can't be isolated in a cubicle. They get like antsy and they go, oh man, I got to talk to somebody. I got to talk to somebody. I, I have to get up. I can't sit down. I got to get up. I got to go to the water fountain. I got to go get a cup of coffee. Oh, I see people on the way. I'm going to talk to them as I'm going to go get some coffee because then they're taking energy from people, right? And so in, 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 if you've never noticed this before, I encourage you to just sit back and watch. And you'll be able to pick it up really easy on who your introverts are and who your extroverts are when it comes to energy, right? And so, um, so even if that means on your way to work that you just kind of maybe ride in silence, if you know that's how you need to recharge, maybe you crack the window a little bit so you can hear some wind, but you really just are just going to recharge, right? I'm not going to listen to anything except for the sound of the road in the car, and that's going to give me some peace and allow me to recharge. Or maybe 
uh, you you need some energy, right? So you're going to call somebody while you're on your way to work and you're going to you're going to talk to them and you're going to get that energy. You're going to get amped up. Right. And that's going to that's going to get you going. Or you may stop by a coffee shop before you go so you can sit there and you can make small talk to everybody else who's in that packed coffee shop in the morning. And that's going to get you some energy. Right. So then you can get your car all amped up like I got my coffee, I got my tea or whatever it is, you know, your your pumpkin bread, whatever it is that you want to get. Right. You get it. You talk to people, you have that perky interaction and then you get in your car and you go off to work. Right. And you and you're set uh, until you get depleted and then you got to figure out how you're going to recharge. Right. So the, the trick is, is not necessarily knowing Uh, whether you're an introvert or extrovert. Now, I will say it's important to know that from a self-awareness point of view, uh, only because you need to know where your shortcomings are, right? If you're not naturally an outgoing person and naturally uh, you get energy from people, then you're going to have to put some more effort into those um, stage events. And I call them stage events, right? Because you're, you're out front, you're you're seeing, you're visible, you're amongst everybody, and you're talking, and you're having a good time. But that comes with a cost, like I said before. It's how you spend your energy. And if you're not an extrovert, when it comes to how you spend your energy, then that's going to take a toll on you, right? But knowing that is how do you plan in your day then of when you need to take breaks? So... I used to, uh, when I had a, a one job where it was very, very um, talking and meeting after meeting after meeting, and those would just drain me. I would get up in the morning and I would go work out. Then I would have about four hours of meetings and interactions with people. And instead of eating lunch, I would go work out again in the middle of the day for about an hour. I would take my lunch break and I would eat. I wouldn't eat. I would work out. And then I would eat at my desk while I'm doing my office work in the afternoon. And then if there was a meeting that was in the evening time, then instead of eating dinner, I would go work out, put on my headphones, and then eat at the end of whatever that evening event was. Um, just so that way I could get, uh, the right charges in at the right time. And maybe you can't go do that, right? Maybe your office environment isn't set up or conducive for you to be able to go do that. So how do you get that chart? How do you get that charge in? Well, I would offer up that, um, you know, you could put on some headsets and you can read a book or you could put on some headsets and you can listen to a book. Or you can listen to some music that helps really get you focused and get you like your your mind right and your soul right and get you recharged up. Or maybe you can just go, you know, uh, sit in your car for about five to ten minutes in complete silence, and then help get you, you know, uh, re- resettled on that one. And so it's really important to understand this as a leader because, you know, especially if you're just getting into leadership 
and and you're a junior leader. And there are some senior leaders out there who still don't understand how they how they recharge and how they spend their energy. And then they're always wondering, you know, why they're always fatigued at specific times or why they're always over energized at specific times. And, um, you know, to a point, there actually was an article that was written where uh, one a really good leader, uh, and I feel bad now knowing this in hindsight, is that he had a mental disorder and it was, he was bipolar, but he was being rewarded for his performance because of his bipolarism. Right. So he was like always anxious and always on on like, I got to overachieve. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And because of that, he was rewarded. So he was actually being rewarded for his mental illness that went undiagnosed for a long time until it spiraled out of control. And then, you know, they're like, oh, well, we got to fire you now because you got a mental illness. And I just think that was completely wrong on how that was handled. I know it's kind of like a a sidebar. But what I'm saying this is, is because you have to understand yourself and you have to understand how you react in different situations and why you react in different situations. So you can find yourself as an outgoing person and still be really tired at the end of that interaction. And that's because you may be an outgoing person, but how you spend your energy, it depleted you, right? So that, that's kind of, you know, what we're talking about. And so it's not just in social settings, it's in social and work settings as well. And if you if you don't manage this right, then you can actually get yourself overstressed or burned out. And that's either way. If you are an introvert or an extrovert, if you don't manage your energy the right way on how you do things, then you can be overstressed or burnt out. Maybe I got to do too much because I'm not feeling the right way. I'm not energizing the right way. I'm not doing the right things. Or I'm doing too much. And you don't realize it. Um, and then... You know, you you need to understand that because maybe you need to understand uh, when you need some quiet time and the appropriate time of when you need it and why you need it. Um, Not being able to get frustrated when you're put into those situations so you can actually understand what's going on. So you're like, okay, I understand what's happening. Let me do what I need to do before something happens. And. And I think the reason why this is so important is because in a society that we have today, everything is so like hyperbole in a lot of ways and everything is so over the top. And if you're not one of these like extroverted people, right, you're kind of made to feel like you're something wrong with you. Like, oh, you're antisocial. No, I'm not antisocial. I like people. I like hanging out. Just not with everybody all the time. Right. So, you know, and knowing how that works uh, in the workplace two can help you schedule your phone calls or set up meetings or video calls. You know, it'll help you uh, to avoid um, costly mistakes because maybe you might like act out at the wrong time just because you're overwhelmed or underwhelmed and you need something else. And then I also want to point out a very important difference is there's a difference between having a social battery and social anxiety. Just because you are spending energy, right? So like you're you're spending, you got your battery going and it's spinning and it's getting slowly depleted over time. That's different than having a fear and having a, you know a tense worry about a social situation. 
And some people confuse the two of those, right? So some people can, you know, confuse the fear and worry I have in a situation and being around other people. And maybe I might be different. Maybe I might not be different. Uh, How are they going to perceive me? How am I going to perceive them? What happens if we don't get along? What happens if we do get along? Are they going to want too much of my time? Are they going to want too little of my time? Uh, so, so that's different. That's the anxiety piece. That just being drained after an interaction, that's your battery piece. And I think being able to understand the difference between the two is kind of really important because uh, sometimes you know we like to you know self-diagnose ourselves, right? We go into WebMD, we type in, what's wrong with me? I don't feel good today. And you type in all these uh, symptoms and it comes out and you're like, well, you got malaria, you're going to die in two weeks. No, you don't have malaria, you're not going to die. You have a social battery. Everybody does. Some people get theirs charged one way. Some people get theirs charged another way. And knowing how you charge yours and working your day and scheduling your day and even your week around that is critically important. Because if you don't do that, then you're going to either overwhelm yourself or underwhelm yourself in a lot of different situations. So this topic just kind of really uh, sat with me this week. Um, you know, really just kind of going over that and talking about it. There were some other topics that uh, I was going to talk about, uh, but I decided in caution not to talk about it yet. I will talk about it, and I'm going to talk about it in February. So stick with me. I'm, I got something really juicy in February. Just nothing that I can talk about right now. But I do want to thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I tried something new. Um, I took some feedback I got to heart and tried to be a little bit less formal, a little bit, you know, more relaxed and have a a better conversation. If you like this uh, platform or this type of version, let me know. Or if you like the more structured version, let me know too. I'm going to try something different just because why not? What's the worst that can happen? Other than you be like, I don't like it. And you just tell me, yo, Tim, I don't, I don't like this. This is the worst thing I've heard in a long time. Don't do this. Go back to your original format. Or, hey, I like this format. Stick with it. Thanks. I do want to say, again, thank you for stopping by and checking out this episode. Uh, but before you leave and we end, I would like to ask one question of you in favor. Is if you could please share this episode with one or two other people who you think would like it or might get some benefit benefit out of this topic. And if you haven't subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to, if you could please do that. And if you haven't hit the alert icon so you can be alerted when we got a new episode coming out, go ahead and hit that little bell icon as well. Again, if you got some value out of this, please make a comment and and let other people know about it. Thank you so much for everything that you do every single day. And I'm glad that you stopped by to listen. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.